Well, hey everyone, and welcome to episode number 22 of Your Questions, God's Questions. And thank you so much for tuning in. I see a couple of you are, a couple of you are watching live. Uh, please don't be shy. Send me some feedback. Uh, you agree, you disagree. Um, you know, how's it sound? Anything you like. I'd love to hear from you. And I encourage you always to share uh, these little podcasts with others, either through the Facebook uh, platform or we also put the audio on Podbean and Apple Podcasts. Okay, so today, a question that is often, often asked, uh, should Christians tithe? When we say the word tithe, that's an old word, it means tenth. And what we're asking is, should should people who profess to be Christians uh, give a tenth of their income to God, and typically this is talked about through the local church, should Christians tithe. Uh, the question might well be asked uh, a different way, perhaps, why shouldn't Christians tithe? Uh, but the question is asked often, and it's often asked uh, by the culture at large, because of what people see when they look at the church from the outside. Uh, when I say the church, just the whole feel, the whole um, kind of aura of what church is from the outside. And granted, sometimes people get this from the media, and so it's not necessarily a fair representation. But the truth be told, if you talk to the average non-Christian person about what they think of this subject, they look on it with some negativity. Because uh, they see sometimes examples of you know, churches where the pastor's driving around in very expensive cars and very, wearing very expensive clothing, and sometimes they have their own private jets and, you know, these sort of outrageous examples like this. And then they're always asking for money. You know, maybe you've heard that. Oh, the church is always asking for money. That's all they're interested in is our money. And so the question comes, well, why? I mean, should Christians really tithe? And sometimes people will say, well, that's something that's in the Old Testament. It's not really something that's in the New Testament. So they, people don't really have to tithe and so on. Um, if we look into the pages of the Bible and we ask the Bible this question, it's interesting what we find. Uh, we would find in the Bible a condemnation of the excesses that we see where you have, you know, certain pastors or evangelists or whoever that fly around in private jets, we would actually see a condemnation of that in the scripture and pastors and church leaders are commanded to be very, very careful uh, with with uh, the, the finances that people give uh, to God expressed in the local church uh, and teachers and pastors and evangelists and leaders are going to be judged very strictly on uh, how we handle those things. Uh, but if you ask the question about tithing, you will see right from the book of Genesis, uh, you had people giving to God. You even have people tenthing or tithing uh, to God before the law of Moses is kind of codified in uh, Exodus, Leviticus, uh, Numbers, Deuteronomy. So first five books of the Bible, law of Moses. And before Moses you know, pens uh, the law, when I say law, I mean past the book of Genesis, so Exodus, Leviticus, and so on. Um, there he codifies it, but it's a principle that we see expressed as early as the book of Genesis, and it kind of runs its way through 
uh, all the scripture. Now, granted, the New Testament doesn't have a command specifically about tenthing one's income back to God, uh, but Jesus actually does address it in the Gospels. The people came to him and boasted of of, you know, we tithe our spices, uh, some of the religious folks said. We even, you know, give a tenth of our spices to God. And, and Jesus said, well, that's good. You, you, should, you should keep doing that. But you, you have neglected the weightier measures of the law, uh, justice, mercy, and so on, he talks about. So as if to say, well, tithing, that's easy. But uh, what's harder is to do justly, uh, uh, walk humbly with your God, love mercy, and so on. So, um uh, it is talked about, uh, we do see more in the New Testament, this concept of generosity and people giving back to God out of a generous and joyful heart. We do see various kinds of offerings uh, being transported to different churches in the New Testament, and they took this very, very seriously. Uh, so the whole issue of finances and giving to God is everywhere in the Bible. You can't escape it. I mean, even when you look at the preaching of Jesus, he spends a lot of time talking about money. A lot of the stories he tells and the parables that he tells are about money. Because the truth is, money is a part of everything. Everything is attached to money. You're, you're watching me on this screen and listening to me because somebody paid for it. Um, uh, when we meet in person in uh, in some type of building somewhere, somebody's paying for that. Uh, I mean, the clothes you're wearing, like every little last thing has an attachment to money. And uh, so in terms of the expression of our faith uh, as followers of Jesus, God wants us to be good stewards of the money that he gives to us. And he wants us to realize that none of it actually belongs to us. And so you see this, this principle, especially laid out and codified in the Old Testament, where people would give a tenth back to God. And the principle was that the storehouse uh, in that day, the temple, would be full and there would be meat and provision for the people in God's house. And so people would be provided for when they were generous back to God they would be provided for. In the time that we live in, there is no temple. Um, you know, the people are the temple of the Holy Spirit co- collectively. And uh, any given church community, I don't care what type of church community it is, it costs money to run it. It costs money to do ministry. It costs money to have different things that you do to try and impact the community. It costs money anytime you you meet together or just about any time you do. All the little pieces and parts have an attachment to money, and because everything in life does. Now, I am of the conviction, uh, having having uh, watched uh, how people give. Uh, over a long period of time, I'm of the conviction that if every person who attended, who attends regularly a church actually tithed their income and gave a tenth of their income back to their local church, you would have intercontinental revival. Like you would see things happen around the world that would be absolutely stunning. You would not see some of the difficulties that we're seeing all over 
the world, you wouldn't see drug abuse because the church would have the means to impact the culture and help people to to solve that problem of drug abuse. You would have more stable families because the church would be actually have the ability to run things and run programs and so on in the community to stabilize families. You would have less people uh, uh, dropping out of uh, out of high school, for example, because there would be things that the church could do. There would be resources that the church would have to be able to help people uh, uh, pursue their their goals in life. The church would have such a greater impact in the culture if people who are part of churches worldwide actually gave a tenth of their income. The statistics are very clear on this. Most people who attend most churches who call themselves followers of Jesus give about 2 to 3% of their income back to their local church. And that's, that's, that's the reality. That's difficult because it means that the church is not able to reach its potential in what it can do to impact uh, its its own culture that it is in. Um, and so I encourage this principle of tithing in the lives of people who are followers of Jesus, knowing full well it is not easy to do. Uh, I'm a tither, and it's not easy to do, right? It's not easy to do when you're dealing with a worldwide pandemic and you're, you know, everything is tight. It's not easy to do that. Uh, it is a discipline that you that you learn, and I'm also convinced that a lot of people don't tithe because they're so far in debt that they can't. Uh, they would love to support their local church more, but they can't because they're in debt. And so sometimes you have to teach people how to get out of debt so that they can be liberated uh, with their finances and be and be generous. But God uses money. Uh, I have seen what God does with money, especially on the mission field. Wow, the missionaries that we support as a church, they couldn't do it without the finances uh, that, that churches like us give to them. We can't do anything in our community uh, and make an impact in our community if people do not give and people do not get to that place where they're they're being generous with their even with their money uh, uh, toward God. So um, I challenge people to do it. I realize it's difficult to get there. Sometimes I'm asked the question, do you tithe off your gross or do you tithe off your net salary? And I just leave that with you. Uh, and you can wrestle with that all you want. I mean, you, you're you're better than most. I'll say it frankly. If you're tithing even your net, because most Christians in most churches, it's about two to three percent. But again, I'll say it: intercontinental revival. If people actually did and followed that uh, that principle that we do see. Uh, in the Bible. It's not for pastors to have opulent lifestyles. It's not for churches to have golden toilet seats. It's so that we can make an impact uh, in our communities and even around the world. So I hope that's a, a good explanation for you, and I look forward to being with you again tomorrow as we take a look at your questions, God's questions. Until then, God bless you.